And we're back. Welcome to the DBU Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Smith. This is week number three, and appreciate you joining us once again. Hope you uh, enjoyed the first two episodes. Of course, uh, we started off with a conversation with women's soccer. Men's soccer last week, if you did not catch any one of those, make sure you uh, go and give those a listen right now. You can listen three different places, SoundCloud, uh, and then also probably the easiest way, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe and get some notifications whenever a new podcast drops. And so today we're going to talk to uh, the women's volleyball program here at DBU. We're going to talk to two players and then one former player who is now uh, a coach. But I want to give you a little bit of a background on women's volleyball uh, just to tell you what you're getting yourself into here as we listen to uh, to this week's episode. Pretty similar to last week with men's soccer. The, the volleyball story is one that hadn't had a ton of recent success. There wasn't much momentum. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, Coach Jordan Fish comes in. She revamps uh, her, the, the roster, revamps the coaching staff. Uh, and for the last two years and now into their third year, they have a ton of momentum. Uh, and it's a program that is without a doubt on the rise. What a year last year. They went 25-7, and seven, uh, their best year in program history. They made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in Almost a decade. It had been since 2013, the last time they had made the NCAA tournament. Uh, it was Jordan Fish's second year. In her first year, she went 14-8, and eight, and that broke a streak of five consecutive losing seasons. So can't say enough about the job that Jordan Fish has done. They are two weeks into their season. They won't have their first home, uh, first home game uh, until September 22nd. So if you're listening to this uh, when uh, this podcast drops, uh, make sure you make some plans to be out there for the home opener September 22nd on a Friday. That's going to be against West Texas A&M, a team that won the national championship last year. But uh, we're going to talk to three different girls here, Shaylee Shore, Abby Phillips, and Lauren Burt. Very quick background on all three of those players. Uh, they all transferred in from Division One programs, which is kind of the, the key to putting all of this together, uh, this podcast. That's that's the common bond uh, that, that pulls them all together. Shaylee Shore, a transfer from Rice, where she was on the Conference USA All-Freshman team her first year. Uh, then comes to DBU, first team All-Conference, honorable mention All-American. A great story you're going to hear about her, not realizing she was even going to be able to play this year. Uh, got that notification about 30 to 45 minutes before the start of, of the first match that she was going to play. Uh, she's got a lot uh, of, of stories to share. Abby Phillips, the same way, a two-sport athlete here at DBU, uh, tran- uh, ran track and field also on the volleyball team. She's a transfer from Liberty. Something you should know about Abby, about a week or so after we recorded this podcast, she suffered a pretty nasty injury uh, in a scrimmage against UTA. She's hoping to be back in the next couple of weeks, but uh, Abby Phillips is uh, a rock star and uh, has some great stories to tell as well. And then there's Lauren Burt, and she's a four-year starter, a transfer from UNLV, Came to DBU, had one year as a player. She was the Lone Star Conference setter of the year and newcomer of the year and almost instantly became the team leader of that program. Lauren is done with her eligibility as a player, but she has stayed at DBU uh, as an assistant coach, and she is such a fun person to be around. She really was the heart and soul of that team last year, and as she transitions into a new role as a coach, going to be a lot of fun to watch her. So it's Shaylee Shore, Abby Phillips, and then Lauren Burt. Those are the three that we are talking to today 
here in episode three of the DBU Athletics Podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is a, a fun conversation uh, between three girls with a lot of personality and three girls that have their sights set on a special season uh, here in 2023 for DBU Volleyball. So, again, thanks for being here and uh, looking forward uh, to you hearing the conversation with Shaylee Shore, Abby Phillips, and Lauren Burt here on the DBU Athletics Podcast. Box a little and like wrap it or something. Like Let's that. do I'm that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Get us started with a little beatbox. All right, Shaylee, you're up. <laughs> Shaylee on the mic. <laughs> Drop some bars, Shaylee. DJ Shay. <laughs> what, uh, what was summer like for y'all? I was working nine to five That's all summer. Fun. It was probably the worst summer ever, but I like learned a lot, I guess. But the weather being in San Diego, I'm so spoiled. San Diego. Yes. That's my favorite city. So I come visit it. anytime. I like, yeah, went to the beach. All the outdoor activities are my favorite. But you like only have weekends to do things. I'm like, is this real life? And I'm not prepared to adult. So have you ever been to the dog park in San Diego? Which dog park? Like the dog beach? There's the, the dog, dog beach. beach. Yes, yes, that's I what have. I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. It's like just puppies and dogs running around playing in the water. It's the most <laughs> joyful place ever. I've been yes. to somewhere like that in Huntington Beach and it is like really the best. Yeah. But then some of those dogs, like they will truck you. Like you have to be careful. <laughs> They're like, the get out of my way. I'm playing fetch hello it's <laughs> dog beach on. sorry would y'all y'all do anything for the summer yes i had the most fun summer i've ever had if in I'm being your honest. face abby yeah <laughs> no i did i'm really sorry but i took advantage of it because i knew it was like probably my last quote-unquote fun summer i could really have so i spent a lot of time back in vegas where i lived for four years and then i was home for a few weeks and then one of my friends had her wedding in iowa and that was like a week long of events so i was in like okaboji iowa which i've so random never been there it was so fun so like lake day like all the things and it was fun traveled a lot but i'm like i was tired by the end i'm like okay i need to settle down and be at home for like three weeks before i go back what would you do um it was kind of crazy summer for me i babysat a lot in the beginning of the summer that doesn't sound very crazy but it was (laughs) no but it was just like a lot of things going on like my dad got remarried and we moved houses And I would stay at my dad's house and then stay at my mom's house. So I was, like, living out of suitcases this summer. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, everywhere. And then we were doing trips. And it was just, I felt like I was living in one suitcase, like, the entire summer. I was waiting for my apartment to be finished. Yeah, because Shay was in Ford Village before. So she, like, lived that Ford Village life. And then now she's in the Brownstones, right? No, in the apartments. Oh, you're in the apartments. Yeah. Oh, do you like that better? I've heard people are searching. Girls. Honestly, I kind of like it. You also have to walk as far to get to the the bird. So it's right there. My apartment apartment is by the the pond. You're the pond, so you're the furthest one away. It's basically the same thing, which I was like so stoked to be in an apartment because it's like, oh, I can walk to class. Like, I won't have to drive. Just kidding. No. Um, I I, want to talk about last year because it was such a fun year to follow and, and to get to see all three of you be a part of really a historic it was the best year win percentage wise that that dbu's ever had but when you think about just last year a team that had hadn't been to the ncaa tournament and since 2013 um second year under coach fish trying to just build this program did you as three people three girls in their first year in the program did you feel that pressure at all to to try and elevate the program or, or what was your thought process whenever you came in uh, for your first year here at DBU? Um, no, I didn't feel the pressure at all. I think because, honestly, when I was getting recruited to come to DBU, I didn't even get to see the girls play. And I'm not someone who really focuses on numbers anyways. It's like if I feel like it's where God's called me to be, then that's where I'm just going to go, whether it's like 
I don't know. Like I didn't, I had no idea what the previous record was. I don't know if y'all knew, but, um, I just trusted Jordan and Bree and the staff and like what the heck going on. And I just knew DBU was different and special. And I, yeah. So it wasn't even a thought to me of like, Oh, even when, after I committed, I wasn't like, dang, like we have so much pressure to be like this, this, and this, and, you know, do all these great things. And I think like we talk a lot about last year, we talked a lot about playing free and like free in the spirit of God. Like we're complete, like we, there's no reason to have any kind of like stress or anxiety over. Cause like we have freedom through him. So yeah, I don't, I don't even think it never crossed my mind if I'm being honest. Um, I felt like when I was transferring, I really wanted to find a school where I would just kind of fall in love with volleyball again. I felt like um, it was starting to become more like a job and um, I just really wanted the community and that's what like I found at DBU. So that was kind of my main thing coming here was like, all right, I'm going to be surrounded by this like amazing group of girls, like this team, like I just want to have fun with them. Like I want this like first year here to just like build relationships and like the volleyball is going to come and I think because we were so close, like, you could see that in the court, and it, like, carried on, like, throughout our season. So I think I didn't feel any pressure of, like, oh, we have to make it this far. Like, we have to perform this way. Like, I was just having, like, I remember the first game I got to play. It was our, our home tournament, and I just had, like, so much joy, and I was just playing with, like, joy, and it was, like, that translates into, like, the results on the court so well and technically we started season without like Shay wasn't cleared yet yeah. so then I remember like when it was like, like it was literally 30 minutes before our game <laughs> and Fish walks in and she's like okay you guys like like Shay's good to go and we were all like oh my gosh because we were feeling a little defeated because I think the talk was like oh dang it like she's not gonna get cleared this year which I mean kind of stinks like it, yeah. it is what it is but we were like, oh, darn. And then when she got clear, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun. This so is the best. Fun. That was one of my favorite moments. And yeah. I've, I've talked to you about this, Shaley, because yeah. I'm sitting on the other side of the floor, and I kind of get wind that something's going on. I think Ryan Phillips, who is, did an incredible job in compliance, uh, and, and he comes and kind of says something like, I think, I think she's going to get to play. Uh, and I see, just from afar, I see Coach Fish come up and talk to you, mm-hmm. and that, that was from, from a distance was one of the coolest things ever. For you, what was that like? It was like because I'm sorry you missed the first six games. I missed the games? first like two tournaments. Okay, yes. So this was like the last tournament for the preseason. So I like missed out on going on the trips with them, and I'm like, oh, like I really wanted to like grow in relationship with them, and like I'm missing all these trips and like the things that grow us closer together, and I like knowing that like the fifth years were here, and I was like, oh, this is our last year. Like I want to play with them so bad. Like they're such a good group of girls, and so like. Hearing that I was able to play that season, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I get to play with them, like, I don't know, it was just so... That's so sweet, I don't think I've ever heard that, I love you. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just, I was so excited to play with y'all, because, yeah, yeah. like, when I was um, getting recruited, like, AJ and Emily, mm-hmm. like, I called them, and, like, that was one of the big things, like, hearing from them, like, how they committed, and, like, their hopes for the season, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this seems like such a good group of girls, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to with y'all before y'all left it was weird because there's so many transfers last year um coming from big time programs and, and you three abby from liberty and then low from unlv and then shaley from rice but you talk about emily and you talk about aj from baylor and um even some division two transfer i mean it was a, a fresh faces so abby how, how hard was it to try and build that 
community because you already mentioned it. The the chemistry that this team had, it was obvious pretty early on. But how hard was that to build when everyone was coming from different backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, I anticipated it to be a little bit more difficult. But, I mean, if you'd met our team, it's just funny to think of that being a difficult thing because everyone just welcomed me with open arms. And honestly, just having Lo as my roommate and my immediate friend and, you know, someone who's been through the same process of transferring was just such an easy transition. And that was one of the reasons I came here is something that Coach Fish just preached was because it's a smaller school, it's perfect for transferring because – like you get to know so many people and it's not this like overwhelming shift. And so it was just perfect. I feel like in my classes and my in volleyball and in track, I just immediately met some of like my favorite people in the whole world and I felt a part of the team instantly. So, um, it really wasn't an overwhelming process at all. They just, especially the coaches really just made an effort to make us feel welcomed and a part of the team and just really valued. And that was the biggest thing I was really looking for was people that really just valued who I was. Did that connection, uh, does it feel like it happened before the season? Was there a moment in season? When do you feel like it was actually coming together? I think it was preseason, just kind of like, it's almost like trauma bonding, quote unquote, when you're going through hard things, like you come closer as a team. And then we had retreat right after that, where we're spending three days together. We're on a ranch riding horses, like having sleepovers. And I think seeing each other outside of the court was a big way that we all just bonded. And I think with all the traveling, and that's why I'm so grateful Shaylee got to be cleared and go on all these trips and having new roommates and, you know, all these things, like you just grow so much closer. So I think it was just a progression throughout, um, the season, but especially when you're like on the court battling together, you just form such a deeper connection that you can't really find anywhere else. And it's probably hard to have that feeling on the court if you're not doing the off the court stuff. too. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's really important, actually. I think establishing relationships outside of the court because you really want to be make sh- really want to make sure that the people on the bench and on the court all still feel unified um, as a team instead of, you know, separating that. Cause that's like the last thing you want. And I've been a part of teams where there is a big separation between starters and non-starters and that whole thing, because it is a difficult thing. Like everyone wants to be on the court and you're not always going to be. Um, but I think outside of the court, it's really important to build those relationships so that there's a mutual understanding, respect, and just appreciation for whoever is on the court. Um, I think we had a pretty healthy dynamic of that last year. You think about that first week, that uh, first tournament in Austin. You guys go two and two, and end up playing two really good teams that'll go on to the NCAA tournament, Harding uh, and and Barry, and, and lose both of those matches. I don't. It may be hard to go back and put yourself in oh, I that. Sp- okay, so <laughs> how, what did you think oh, after after two and two, thinking there's something there, but we lost to two really good teams? What's going through your mind? I don't have the facts maybe to back this up, so just preface with that. But we I, don't like dealing in facts here. We just okay. make, make it up. Well, from just from a perspective of like these universities that we're playing against probably have, you know, their coaches have been there a long time, meaning that their recruiting classes have all just like it's like the typical like, hey, I recruit freshmen and they come in and they bond with the team and then it's the next group of freshmen and they come in, whereas we're all there's six new transfers and we're all figuring out how to play together for the first time. Granted, you do have double days and things like that to really like for normal. I don't want to I don't know if normal teams even make sense, but like for teams who their process is a little bit, like I said before, where freshmen are just always coming in. You're just always rotating one class in one class out. You have more time with them to like maybe develop things more and get your kinks out before. Whereas for us, like we had double days, maybe another week of practice and we were already playing in a tournament. So from that perspective, like. Volleyball is a very relational sport. So we go again, like we go from the double days to our team retreat 
to another like let's say three days of practices even because we're driving to Austin to go to St. Ed's for these tournaments and you just don't have a lot of those games are your like figuring it out and working out your kinks that's what I'm trying to say so I think for us I wouldn't say it was necessarily a disadvantage either because I think it's fun and it's you know trying to figure it out together you don't know what you have yet. you don't know what you have yeah and so you get to explore that and just kind of see how far you can push the limit how far you maybe need to like retract a little bit and um as much as I don't like losing, I do remember loving some of those games because I'm like, wow, like if this is how we're playing right now in our first game and we barely lost both of those games and we're playing against these top teams in the country and I'm like, hey, if we're losing but barely by anything and we're playing great still, I can't even imagine what we're going to be like later in season. And so for me as a setter, I was like super fired up about that. And I remember talking to coach about it, like um, her and Bree. And them kind of, like, saying the same thing, like, hey, if this is where we're at now, like, imagine later when we've, like, really just gotten in a groove with one another. Um, and, like, I mean, our season speaks for itself. Like, that's what happened, and that came, and, like, that was just really cool to be a part of. There's a lot of moments from the regular season, and we already talked about one with Shaylee, but when, when you think through, and I, I want to get to the postseason in a second, but when you when you think about, and maybe just for Abby or Shaylee, what do you feel like is the, the defining moment of at least the regular season? Uh, for you and it and Shaylee, it may be what we just talked about. It may be the fact that, hey, I'm actually going to get to play volleyball this year. Um, but it, with it being such a special year, the most wins you've ever had in the regular season, what do you feel like is the defining moment? I know personally from my own volleyball experience, this is my first season back from my injury. So I tore my ACL, MCL, MPFL, had double knee surgery. And that and was at the end of your final season at Liberty. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Yes. I always forget. It's been like two years now, um, but it would have been, I had just been getting cleared. I wasn't sure how I'd be, you know, going. And so I was just kind of in this progressive phase of trying to figure it out and get my rhythm back. And they were super gracious with me and like really helped me in that. Um, but I feel like I noticed as games went on, I finally felt like I was getting my confidence back and my ability back. And so there's kind of certain defining moments for me in terms of my play and just kind of exciting just an exciting feeling of like, I can do this again. And just kind of proving myself that like my body can do it. And it wasn't always perfect, but there were moments like that. But then I think as a team, I think when we had home games and we had parents and fans and friends and roommates, just filling the seats with just loud cheering and encouragement. I just think that fueled us. And I think we just had, I think we thrive off energy and whether it's negative or positive, because even being at away games, I think we'd thrive off of their big energy and just kind of as a challenge. I think we always loved and like thrived off that. And so I think really just our few first few home games, I think it was starting to click more and it was just a fun, energetic um, energy in the gym where we even had some other athletes come up to us and saying like, oh, watching you guys play makes me want to play and do something else because I feel so fired up by your energy and the well, way you fire yourself. Yeah, that it's was legit. crazy. It that is legit. Seeing, yes. seeing the excitement on the bench, yes. seeing the excitement on the floor. And I think it's to your point of starters, non-starters, everybody was dialed in. Yeah, it happened more often than yeah. I think people realize. Wow. I don't, I've never shared that with anyone yeah. just because I was yeah. like, wow, like what a cool. I mean, yeah, I, I, I probably should have told our team. I don't know why, <laughs> why I maybe didn't if I didn't. But yeah, there were like especially when we would like, you know, after games, we'll go up the stairs and like talk to our family and like our parents and friends and whatever. And like the the other girls that were there, their family and friends would be there. And I would come up to like some girls and be like, hey, like y'all played so great. Like, thanks for like coming out like all this way, like to play us all the things. And they're like, you guys are just like so legit. And it's so fun to play against you because it's, what a it's not like totally. And I'm like, what? Like, that's just I mean, 
we just play to like glorify the Lord. And I feel like that was just a testament to like all that he's done for our mm-hmm. program and stuff. And like hearing those compliments, it was like, Oh, okay. We're on the right track. Like we're doing the right thing. We're glorifying God in this. And like, that feels good. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show like how important, yeah, the bench and just the entire team and just all of DBU and our support is in any success that we experienced because we thrived off everyone's energy. So it just kind of reminds you of how valuable that is for your personal journey. It, it almost like, was it more of a mental thing for you to, to feel like I'm back to, to being who I was before more so than a physical thing? I think it's a combination of both because I think when the physical wasn't quite there and it wasn't quite clicking at first, it's easy to get in the mental of like, gosh, I don't know if this is working. Like I'm feeling frustrated, but um, that's something that I think our coaches did such a good job at is just like get out of your head, play freely and have fun. And so once it was starting to click, I think then the confidence came more. But I also think that that came from my teammates and coaches and just like obviously from the Lord, just providing me with like mental, emotional and physical strength through that. Um, but I think anyone who's experienced injury has probably experienced some form of that of just like learning to trust your body again is more of the difficult thing. I can thing. imagine. Just like kind of in the back of your brain of like you just kind of just the hesitancy sometimes to trust your body. And Shaylee, for you, it wasn't an injury, but I would imagine that just sitting and waiting mentally that had to just be draining. It actually happened my senior year of high school too. So I was like, I had to sit out my entire senior year of high school because I transferred to the new school that was built in my town so I was like oh gosh here we go again like I'm gonna have to sit out again like but like I was like fully prepared to like go in and just be like all right I can't play but I'm gonna make my team better like I'm gonna be on like the practice squad like I'm gonna push the other six because that was my role in high school and I I loved it it was like the most fun year of high school I ever had so I was like all right even though like I'm not gonna play like I still get to like be with these girls and like have fun and push them and make them better. But like hearing that I got to play, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I really have to take advantage of this. Like I missed out on all those games. Like I have to make the rest of the season, like worth it. Like I have to like push myself and I have to like, especially like just getting um, like back and getting to like start that game. I was like, yeah, you were thrown right into the fire. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like I have to really like, I don't know, like, not prove myself, but, like, I have to make this, like, being able to come back, like, I have to really work hard at it because I'm taking other girls' spots that thought that they were going to play, and so I felt really bad, like, that was one of my first emotions, like, getting, like, being able to play, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm taking another girl's spot, and that was really hard for me, and it was, like, thing, like, I dealt with, I know, Lo, you talked with me about it, Mm. and that really helped me, but it was just really making sure I, like, I worked hard, and, um, make sure I like earned that spot that I like just got. Yeah, that's so. a ton of pressure. Yeah, for sure. Lo, Lo, do you mind sharing what you if you remember what you talked to Shaylee about? Yeah, I think it was just along the lines of like more of like I was going to be her setter, and I just wanted her to know that because even before this, it's not like we she was like even on our like she said like not on our starting six side you know training. Um, not that there's like an A and B team either. It's just kind of like how the cards fall a little bit. But if you know someone really isn't potentially going to be out there, you're probably not going to be on like the side where we're like running through rotations and things like that. Um, but I just remember telling her like, hey, like I have all confidence in you. And like, I am just going to work to give you a hit ball. Like we don't have to be perfect. And I'm not going to 
I'm in no means going to be perfect either. Um, but my goal is to make you look good as a setter. That's just my ultimate, like as a setter in general, every setter can probably relate to this. Like your job is to make your hitters look really good. And, um, I think I said to her something along those lines. And then just like, if you're going to be out here though, like you have to prove that you are going to be out there. Like every, every game, it's a grind, every practice, every time that you're involved in a conversation with our teammates outside of it, like who you are as a person, like every day we have to prove that we're worthy to be out here. Um, yeah. And I think just giving yeah her encouragement to be like, Hey, and like you have to earn it, but I really think like you're, you're on the right track and you're doing a great job and I have full confidence in you. So I'm not worried about it at all. The closer I've been to just the sport of volleyball, it's great to see the relationship between a setter and a hitter. And you got, yeah. and it's all, like the way you're set here is perfect because you got, you know, Shaylee. I, know. I did claim the middle though. I'm like, did. I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we got, you know, Shaylee and Abby on the outside and two powerful hitters. And you've got to have that relationship mm-hmm. uh, with your setter. And, and Lauren was the best in the Lone Star Conference in my mind. So Thank for you. for you two on the outside and Abby and Shaylee, what, what is that? Because it seemed to me, and this is a long-winded way to say Lauren's awesome, but it seems to me that... Uh, she kind of took control of the team pretty early as the leader. But how important is that relationship with you being on the outside, going for those kills, knowing that, hey, she's got to set me up? How important is that relationship? Yeah, it's really important, especially to just trust one another because there's times where Lo will, like, call a certain set for me or just, like, even just throw one Hail Mary. And, like, we just have to trust that, like, we're going to get the job done. And then also there's grace if, like, you know, it's not perfect. It never is. But I know Lo so much, like, so well that – you know, we have grace for each other and we get the best part is just getting so excited for one another when low just like has this insane set or dump or just whatever sets me up. And we have like a moment because my victory is her victory and I want to share it with her. And so that's always the best part of just how this team is so good at getting excited for each other, where I feel like there's almost been borderline injuries from our celebrations. From <laughs> that our is game. so true. <laughs> like Delaney will literally shove you like just so excited for you. And I she's think crazy. Thing. She's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's the Leah, best though. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah so that I've was been, good. Like, tripped on and shoved and squeezed and just everything. But it's just like the best feeling of feeling so supported by your teammates. And I think that I really felt that from low. And so obviously it's the skill and you know how she's a great setter, but she's a great teammate and she, it's just that her court presence is so, so what's the word? Just like, you know, it's just such a strong course presence and her leadership was just like unspokenly there because of the way that she carried the court. Cause as a setter, you really need to like run the offense and you need to be vocal and low does all of those things. So it was super fun. I don't think I've ever had that kind of experience playing with a setter like that before where I truly felt like, I don't even know if I'm good. I think it's just low. It's so good that, awesome. like, that is I'm, not true. I'm not okay. even joking. She'll, she far. knows where to place the ball where there's like no one up or I have one blocker. So of course I'm going to crush it. Otherwise, like, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm good at this point. It might just be low. So it's so fun. <laughs> Playing with for those her. listening, that is like not the truth. Okay, thank, thank you, you for that. But watch no. some film and you'll see. <laughs> From my untrained thank eye, you. I mean, you're pretty good at it. Yes. Uh, and I, not to throw any previous setters under the bus, that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. But what's the difference between having that type of trust versus maybe someone you don't completely trust? It's going to be in the exact spot at the exact time. Well, for me as a middle, a lot of the times, like our sets, it's like I'm already in the air and she's just got to like get it to my hands. So it's like being up and just like trusting that like she's gonna get it to me and so like just having that trust on and off the court and like knowing that she's gonna do her best job and I'm gonna do my best job to like get the connection to be there like 
I don't know. It was just, I, like, personally, like, that was one of the, like, best things I feel like this season was, Mm -hmm. like, I had complete trust in you. I was like, all right, I just got to be up in transition, and she's just going to get it to me. And, like, most of the time, some of the times you even faked me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to be up. Like, I'm a decoy, and then you'd, like, set me, and I was like, oh, all right. I was like. (laughs) I do remember Shaylee coming to me sometimes and being like, I had no idea you were going to set me. I'm so glad that I jumped. That seriously (laughs) would happen to me all the time where you juke me out. I'm like, I'm just going to, like, walk to. I'm like, oh, she's setting me, (laughs) too. I have no clue. She's but, that mischievous. Yeah. All right, let, let's go to the postseason. But well, I guess before that, just you girls, quite honestly, changed the uh, the feeling of DBU volleyball. I feel like on this campus, and just when you would go into the Berg, it felt like a different uh, event than it had previously. And a lot of that probably had to do with your energy. And I think students felt that, and fans felt that, and we we started to pack the Berg a little bit. But once you get through the regular season. Uh, and you get to the tournament. And, Loa, we talked a little bit about this, that first game of the Lone Star Conference tournament. You guys go up 2-0 on Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching my office. I'm like, let's go. Like, this is this is in the bag. And then all of a sudden, they win set three. And then, then they tie it. And I'm like, oh, no. And now you're, you're down 12-8, I believe, in the final set. I'm like, this, it can't end like this. Because you're, you're on the bubble at that point of getting into the NCAA tournament. Right. And you, as you guys come back and win... Low falls to the ground and gives I'm like stress thinking yeah, about it. You a give bit. this primal like it's like your a movie. This is Sparta moment <laughs> or something. Movie. Uh, and there's awesome photos. Uh, Shaylee, you're in the I'm photo. Like, oh you're sprinting gosh. towards her, but I'm like on the ground receiving hugs. I'm like I'm so tired. That was what? terrible. That had to feel like, and of course there was still work to do. But that had to feel like yeah. the weight of the world off yeah. your shoulders. That hey, we had to win this game mm-hmm. and we yeah. did it. W- what was that like? I remember that was probably the most emotional game because truly we were, I mean, it's postseason too, so our bodies have already been through a lot. And I think we were just so gassed because it was long rallies too, just mm-hmm. long rallies. And we were so oh, I, tired. I was stressed Both watching sides. in my office. So we were it like, was awful. someone's like, just make a mistake, someone. <laughs> but really, like that feeling of winning and being done, I remember just hugging low and like, I think a tear dropped out of my eyes. It was so There's grateful. a picture. I wonder, we should send it him, to yeah. him later. There's a picture of her like, hugging me like I think Will took it like she's hugging me and you can't see my face but you see Abby's and Abby like literally looks like she's crying her eyes out because she's like oh my gosh like I don't you ever want to do that again that, yes. I've got to do this again tomorrow I know I know <laughs> that is such a grind I, a whole grind. nother conversation but the back-to-back's tough yeah but it shows like the grit of our team like we were not going to lose that game and also shows that like you have to finish and that's something that like sometimes we can struggle with of like we come in hot but like we always have to finish hot and so that game was a testament to that, but that was brutal. I mean, I think hats off to them, though, because they made us work for every single point, and that's what sports are all about. I, I never want to play a game where you like feel like anything's handed to you, because at that point, it's like, well, what are we competing for then? Like, It doesn't really make sense. So, I mean, we had played them not like, yeah, like, re- like re- very recently, and then we turn around and we look at the rankings and we're like, oh, all right, first game again. Here we go, like our third time playing them this yeah. season. It's always hard to beat a team. Like you know, you beat them once oh, yeah. and you're like, praise the Lord. And then you know, second time, third time, even I was like, okay, this is like we know each other very well. We know each other's offenses. We know each other's weaknesses. But like, almost to the point where it's like, as the team who's like being exposed of your weaknesses you're like i know they're gonna hit this so i have to be really good here Mm. so then it elevates it to another level and you're like dang this is like good competitive volleyball Mm -hmm. like they played their best match like against us and it was i think every team did that to us like knowing Mm -hmm. that they were gonna play us they like brought it to another level and that just made it so fun Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, it was definitely a grind, that game. Like, they were not letting balls drop. Mm -hmm. I remember it was... I don't remember if there was a timeout when y'all were, went down 12-8, but when, when that happens and you realize we don't have margin for error, like mm-hmm. what's the conversations like on the court or if there was a timeout, what what in the world is said at that moment, if anything? I mean, I think you, like when you get in those moments, I remember like feeling like we have to just go back to the basics because mm-hmm. when you build it up in your head, I think every athlete can relate to this. Like when you feel like you're in those high pressure moments, like going back to the basics like that, your foundation is really important. So for us, like, okay, what is, what does simplicity look like? And how do we do that when our adrenaline is pumping? I was literally telling Abby the other day we were talking about this game specifically. And I was like, I had so much caffeine that day. So my, (laughs) cause we didn't play till late. I think we were the last game that afternoon. Maybe West Texas was after us. I can't remember, but I remember being like, hey, like we were bored and we were also doing like final stuff and like having fun in the hotel together and being like game day, woohoo. And then me like four cups of coffee later. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, why did I do that to myself? That was so dumb. But you like, yeah, your adrenaline is just going and you're so hype. And it's like, okay, we all need to just take a deep breath really quick, because like she said, like you have to finish. It's not over. And I feel like that was just, like, the biggest testament to, like, that saying from your coaches of, like, it's not over until the score literally turns, like, you know, whatever the game point is for whatever sport you're playing. And game to 15, and, like, everything is on the line, everything we worked for that whole season. But I remember finishing and getting to 15 and then us being like, I never want to do that again. Oh, my gosh. Like, even tomorrow when we play, the next day, like, when we go to NCAAs, because we were feeling confident, we're like, nope, like, we, we're getting business done. We are getting business done. Like, well, and it no felt more. like at that point you were in. But you, yes. you probably – there's still – there's no guarantee. telling what's going to happen because, right. you know, somebody could uh, upset you or upset West Texas at that mm-hmm. point and steal a bid. Totally. Uh, but you – you beat international, and then I mean West Texas is just they they were incredible, obviously. Yeah. Um, All great teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so once once you you get to the championship and you lose to West Texas, how are you guys feeling on the way back home? Thinking I think we're in, but there's always that little bit of doubt that that creeps into your head. I just hate losing, so yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. remember being like super upset because like I kind of am a firm believer in the underdogs, and I wanted to be like the underdogs that like could take them on because I just hate that no one could do that to them in our conference and I wanted to be the ones but I was still optimistic because I like trusted our record and our regional rankings and I was pretty optimistic that we um, would still get to play but at that point like when it's over you just have to like surrender the results and just wait there's no kind of point in like being anxious about it or thinking about it too much so um, I think after most games like after their initial adrenaline kind of dies down I'm just kind of like ready for like okay what's next like what's you know taking it day by day because then it's out of our control so it's kind of a freeing feeling I guess what was selection day like when you when you saw your name that was so fun fun. I I can't remember if we like went early and ate together too see that's the thing about our team is like we just love each other so much that we're like you're always together we were honestly just down to like be there so we could have food and like free dinner like yeah communicate with each other (laughs) i mean spoken like a college athlete yeah yeah, i mean like volleyball is like obviously a huge plus but our relationships were just like yay like we still get to be with one another um but i think instant blaze yeah the selection show was so cool because we were just like okay like and I think at that point we did have a pretty good idea that like we were going to be in it. Um, but we just, you just don't know where. Um, and then I think when we found out too, that we were in the same, cause West Texas had to play UT Tyler again. Mm. Yeah. So like they played them in the semifinals before our final against West Texas. And then 
they literally like I think they were really on the cusp of like we could be in we could be out I'm not sure and then when I think I'm like I would have loved to be in that room to like hear like they were like oh my gosh like th- that was their fourth time playing West Texas then and then Stable <laughs> so I was like ooh hats off to you guys yeah. like you got it a like team that goes on to win the national championship yeah. totally right? totally but I think even just for our conference it was kind of cool because it was like us UT Teller and West Texas all staying at the same hotel and in Stubbley's also so that was like kind of interesting we like walked in on UT Teller having breakfast like three times we're like sorry like wrong room like oops but yeah like think finding a picture of your plan real quick I know literally (laughs) but yeah but finding out we were in it with so many of the teams in our conference is always great because it I mean we want our conference to be competitive and having three teams in it is legit so I think that's what I was most excited about for just the competition of our conference. And there and like, were probably a handful of teams that didn't make it that would have made some noise. 100%. For sure. Like, inter- international honestly comes to mind. Like, they're a great team, too. Like, they, you know, they balled out this season as well. And I actually got to become friends with their setter. She's legit. I like her a lot. Um, and, yeah, it just, yeah, it was it was cool to see all the teams from our conference that got in. Because normally it's, like, the one team, you know, like, you have to win conference to get that bid. But I was like, dang, like, look at, gotta, look at us all popping off. Star. Like, that was good. Yeah. It's exciting, like, getting to come back and now play, you know, because I've only had one year under my belt with this conference. I'm, like, so excited to see them again, play them again, and just knowing how good they are and competitive. Like, it's just such a fun challenge to think about playing them, especially. Two more thoughts on on last year before we we turn the page, because we get to watch DB Volleyball in the tournament for the first time in 10 years, which was Mm -hmm. incredible. Fun match uh, against Colorado Mesa. Mm-hmm. You, you end up falling in five sets. Just what are your overall reflections? Maybe I'll start with you, Shaylee. Just reflections on that game, uh, maybe in-game, and then maybe even once the, the, the game was over. What sticks out to you? I just mostly remember the aftermath, which was I was kind of It's sad. tough, yeah. Yeah, but I remember, like, we started out really strong, I believe. I don't. I can't even really remember. I think but. you lost the first set. Okay, lost the first But came that. back and played really well okay, in the second. Yeah, yeah. it was that one set that we played really well, and then I was like, all right, like we got this, like. And it was just like a battle, like. Actually, I no, like I take that back. You won the first set. I'm okay. looking at it again. Yeah, <laughs> you won 27-25, and then lost 25-15 in the second. Yeah, so. so I felt like it was like constantly like back and forth, back and forth, and like it was just like one side would like do really well and they'd have the momentum and then it'd shift. And so it was like totally, I feel like a momentum game Mm -hmm. and like energy. Um, but falling in, like, I feel like falling in five instead of like, you know, falling in three, like falling in five and you like worked through all those sets and it like came down to the wire and then like, like you're right there. And then like falling short, like it was such like a heartbreak of like, Oh my gosh. Like we made it to the tournament and like, we, like, fought so hard this game. We went five sets, like, we were right there. And then, like, to not, like, be able to finish that, it was, like, oh, like a stick in, like, the heart. And But, like, my mind immediately was, like, all right, like, scratch that. Like, season's over, but, like, next season, like, we have so much, like, growth to do. And, like, my mind was, like, all right, how can I get better so, like, we can go farther next year and, like, mm-hmm. How can we, like, come together as a team and, like, reflect on this season and, like, how great it was and, like, implement, like, changes or, like, little things that we can do better and, like, have an even greater season than this past one. So Mm -hmm. it was hard, but then my mind was already, like, all right, like, that's in the past now. Like, we got to focus on the next season. So Mm -hmm. 
I think the most frustrating part about that game was knowing that we were capable of so much more. Like, I think most people watching could say that, like, that didn't look like DB Volleyball for the whole... I don't think we were consistently, like, DB Volleyball for the whole game, and I think that was what was frustrating because I think any other given day, like, we could have definitely taken that team on, and they were really good. But um, I felt like, or maybe it was personally, I didn't feel like I, you know, gave my absolute best... um, well, I always give my best, but the results weren't sure. right there. And so it's always just frustrating, like, leaving on that kind of note. Um, but like Shaylee said, it also makes you more excited of, like, I want to do better next year and go farther next year. And you learn from big games like that, as annoying and frustrating as they are. But um, similar feelings of just, like, it's sad. No one wants to end their season, mm-hmm. especially when you want to just take it as far as you can. But well, it's a different yeah. perspective probably for you because, Lauren, since yeah. you knew that was your final college game. And mm-hmm. I, I guess at that point you didn't realize, oh, I'm going to come back and, and coach and be around these girls. There yeah. there were a lot of different options, but mm-hmm. what's going through your head at that point? Um, It was tough. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, I remember, well, when I was a player, I was very much like an in-the-moment player. Like, I never will or would think about, you know, a lot of things like in the past, whether we were playing a team like a second time again, I mean, like you, I mean, for scouting purposes, obviously you like refer back to those things, but I'm very much like, okay, in the moment, like how do I be good right now? And like, try to be where my feet are. Um, so even like looking forward into that game, I was like, okay, like I just have to be so in the moment. So it didn't really hit me at first. Cause like when someone's like, oh yeah, it's over. But then you're like, well, I just got done five seconds ago. So no, it's not. But then I remember looking at AJ and Emily and they started to cry. And I was like, oh, no, like, oh, no, here it comes. Here it comes. Like, I think I'm going to cry. And I mean, I think that's just a testament to our culture, too. Like, I don't even think I was necessarily sad that it's like because at this point I still had aspirations of playing professionally. So I was like, "Okay, maybe it's my last time at DVU, but like it's not necessarily my last volleyball game ever. So even then I hadn't like decided Um, So I wasn't sad necessarily about the volleyball, even though I would have loved to keep going. I mean, obviously, like, I I agree. I don't think it was maybe our best game, Um, but just wasn't meant to be at that time, I guess. And I remember getting interviewed after with with the NCAA, like, they'll do, like, exit videos or whatever. And it was me and Coach Fish. And I think I remember saying something along the lines of, like, I just love this program so much. And I just love DBU. And it was, like... like everything I expected it to be, it was more, um, because of the people, not just even on our team, like all the people that I've become friends with, like on staff and everything. Cause I was older. So I felt like it was fine for me to be friends with some of the staff. I mean, with regards to like me still being a player, but, um, I think that's what I was most sad about. I was like, I don't want to leave. I'm not ready for that to be over. Um, so that's kind of what really had hit me at the time. I was like, wait a second. And technically my master's wasn't over too. So I was like, I know you can finish it online. So I was like, am I going to move home or do I go back in the spring? Like, I don't know what that looks like for me. So it, there's just a lot of questions yeah. up in the air, honestly. And it kind of transitions us nicely into the, the, the journey for each one of you individually. And all of you obviously transferred in. But before we get to that, Lo, I want to talk about your decision to ultimately come back and coach which mm-hmm. selfishly I was really excited about because we <laughs> wanted we wanted you for more than just one year um, but when did you decide that you wanted to coach and, and maybe not go the the professional volleyball mm-hmm. route um yeah so I went home for that Christmas break and I was pretty set that I was gonna play pro honestly I didn't really voice that to anybody just because it was something I really needed to pray about and feel peace about from the Lord. But, um, 
I went on a trip actually for one of our classes with Abby and our other GA Sammy um, with Dr. Cook and one of our programs here. And I was like, hey, this is going to be a good tester for me because if I go, we were going to Greece and to Italy. And I was like, hey, not that I would necessarily be playing in these places, but you know, Europe is different than America. So I was like, hey, I just need to see if I would even like this. And um, I remember going and being like, okay, yes, I love this and I would love to play here and all these things. And then I just kind of put myself in the perspective of like, okay, but if all these people weren't here that I know and I'm having such a good time with, like, could I really like be doing this for myself? And I just kind of, I just didn't have any peace about it from the Lord, honestly. And that's really what deterred me from doing that. Um, and obviously like I had some like injuries and stuff, um, that I was dealing with my knees and whatnot. So I just was like, okay, maybe not that. And then my next backup was always like, I've played volleyball since I was nine. So I was like, well, I technically wouldn't have to stop being involved in any way. So then I was trying to wrap my brain around like what that kind of looked like. Um, and I was ended up talking to a few schools other than DBU about like, hey, you're high spring, right? Because like everyone's kind of transitioning out, like assistant coaches who have been there for maybe longer. Now they're transitioning into head coaching jobs or just switching universities. So that's really like the hot time for volleyball uh, coaching that's like transitioning in and out. So I talked to a few coaches and I was like, hey, like, what is your openings? Like all the things I've never coached before in college. So like I would be very much like a gamble if you would. And um, you probably hadn't coached officially. You probably did plenty of coaching. <laughs> yes, that's court. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was. I bet these two would probably vouch for that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Well, I did help them in the spring. That was my. I do. You, do you know the Weatherlies? I was like nannying. Yeah. I was nannying for Chris and Kate at the nice. time this last semester, and then helping them in the spring. So, anyways, it was really just trying to figure out what that looked like. Of could I coach? Do I want that? Um, and then I, like I said before, I still had one semester left of my master's. So I was like, okay. Um, or two at the time, it would have been that spring and then the fall. So, um, I don't really remember how it happened. Abby was involved in a lot of these conversations. Well but done, Abby. Yeah, <laughs> I think Wheels kind of brought it to my attention. Wheels is the one of the head athletic trainers here at DBU for. I know he works with baseball specifically, but we became really good friends with him and his wife. That's the thing about DBU community is really everywhere. You can find it in anyone. And um, he whether kind you of, wanted or not, whether you wanted right. or not, yeah, he brought it up to my attention, and I was just like, huh, like. He, he just said GA and I was like, who would I GA for like tennis or golf or like, I don't know, track and field. Like <laughs> who has an opening? Cause Sammy or other GA, she had a whole nother year left and I knew every team really only gets one. So I was like, I'm confused. And then Jordan was also there and she was like, no, like you would GA for us. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, right. That makes sense. <laughs> and, um, I think it, to me, it was just like an idea that was thrown out. But I think to everyone who was kind of involved in this conversation, like I didn't know that there were background conversations going on of like, Hey, like we we would love low to stay and all these different things so for me i was kind of like yeah lol i'll just stay for your senior season ab and like shay i'll be here again like huh, who knows and but then like really the more i thought about it tomorrow i was like oh wait a second like this does give me a chance to finish school and to be here with people that i just played with and who i love dearly and learned under great leadership of jordan and brie and sammy who had been there like she was our defensive coach and and stuff like that. So I just was like, okay, wait a second. Maybe this, maybe there's something there. So I prayed about it, talked a lot about it with my family. And I think I still want to do college coaching. So I was like, I feel like when you want to do that, you do have to pay your dues a little bit of being a GA. Um, and so I was just ready for that. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to dive in. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it happened. I didn't necessarily take the job until like 
recently. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I literally think the very end of May, mm-hmm. I finally was like, because I was kind of giving them the like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, because there's other routes that I could go. Like if I it's a big decision. don't want to yeah. coach. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know. And then, yeah, I just I felt like the Lord was like, yes, like this is this is going to be the next season. This is what I have for you. Yeah. So I was like, OK. I'm going to do it. And then, yeah, I think I told him like very nonchalantly at one of the baseball games. <laughs> I was like, um, by the way, I'll take the job. And they were like, wait, what? what? <laughs> so and they're like, what, what job? And I was like, I mean, the is job, it still there? Does, is it still available? We've already hired someone else. I'm sorry. I, I know. I was like, um, can I, please, can I have it? And they're like, oh my gosh. And that's how I committed also super nonchalantly at dinner. I was like on campus for six hours and then we went to dinner and I was like, by the way, I'm, I'm going to commit if the offer is still there. And they were like, are you kidding? And I was like, well, no. So it just felt appropriate to throw it in there nonchalantly. I love it. Well, that's two straight years that you have a big decision to make. And, and all yeah. three of you had a huge decision when you decide to transfer. And, mm-hmm. and that's the route that I want to take this here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll leave this open for all three of you, really just to kind of know what the process is like for someone who was in an established program. Uh, we, we already talked about the, the three schools and, and they all had, you know, especially rice, you know, a, a ton of success at mm-hmm. the, uh, at the division one level. Uh, but for, for anybody leave it open last year when you decided, okay, one, I want to transfer. When, when did you have that, that thought? And then what, what goes through that process? Because college athletics has changed. The, the transfer portals changed everything. And me being on one side of it and seeing these students coming in, what's it like for the students as they're, Making that feel like there needs to be a change. How do you whittle it down to the schools that might actually have something that can offer, they can offer to you? Just thinking about it, it like gets my heart Get going because it was so stressful. I remember, so originally when I like committed, first committed, I was like, all right, like I don't want to be one of those people that like transfers. Like I want to really make sure that the place I'm going is like where I'm staying. Like I want to. Like this is originally at a high school. This was or? out of high okay. school, so I was like, I really want to make sure, like, I like stick with the school that I like originally picked, and so like, I struggled my first year just like finding friends and community, but I was always like, no, like, I can't transfer, like that's like not like what I told myself I'm gonna do, and so I had those thoughts, but I was like, I'm never gonna act on them, and then it was in the summer, and I got invited to go to. Um, an FCA camp where I got to be a huddle leader and like I found my faith at Rice so it was like me kind of exploring that and like getting closer in like my faith and with the Lord and so I got to the FCA camp and I'm like around all these other college athletes who are believers and just being surrounded by that community like I felt like so much joy and like I'd been struggling the year so like feeling this joy and like being around all these like other believers that are like athletes and in college it was just like nothing I'd ever really experienced and it was like I I love being around these like these people and like I feel like I need to go somewhere where I have this um because honestly I didn't really have that many friends and that was really hard for me and so after that camp I remember like for a week I was just like in my head I was like do I do it like like it was like July at that point. So like middle of July, the transfer portal already closed. Like it's like already past the deadline. And I was like, do I do it? But like my heart like was already like not at rice anymore. And like my teammates saw it. They're like, what's wrong with Shaylee? And like, I would try so hard mm-hmm. to like go into practice and like 
want to be there and like joy like bring joy and my teammates could see it and I was having all these like conversations with my coaches that week and I finally was like no like I need to like find community I like want to go to a smaller school and like really like grow in my faith and make that my priority and so it was so hard saying bye to my team because I love it's a great school it was like Mm -hmm. a family there and that's what I really valued um so like that was heartbreaking to me like I was crying like I was like I'm so sorry y'all like I like I really didn't want to leave y'all and so like that was extremely hard for me um but I told myself like going into the portal like I want to find a school that like has that community and so going in I was like oh there's not going to be probably any schools like it's past the deadline like I may not even get to play volleyball this year like people probably don't have any openings. There's probably not going to be any scholarship. Like, that's it. Like, my dad was even like, oh, like, you might not find somewhere. You might have to come home and, like, work a job. And I was like, oh, gosh. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, And then, surprisingly, like, schools were reaching out. And I was like, oh, it was kind of, like, overwhelming. Like, some bigger schools started reaching out. And, like, it kind of, like, drew my attention away from, like, finding community. And I was like, oh, like, these big schools. Like, and my, like... My family, like, they were like, oh, like, this, that's a great school. Like, those are, like, top-level programs. And I kind of, like, fell into that. And then I remember I was on a visit, and, like, I'd recently, <laughs> I, like, dismissed DV. I was like, I'm not going to play. Like, I, like, I, like I'm not going to go play there. Like, it's a division lower. Like, as you're told in the recruiting process, I remember in high school, like, D1, like, that's where you have to, like, strive mm-hmm. for. Like, that's it. Like, anywhere else, like especially on a top team at a club like that is it for you like that's the standard it's, it's like a standard. social thing yeah like it's, it's totally very yeah well, so, like, i think that's across the board with yeah, every sport yeah. yeah exactly so like that was always in my head and i was like oh i can't like go down like what is everyone else going to think like all the other players i've played with are still at d1 yeah. programs like it was just really God, my it's head. such a tough place to be mm-hmm. and then <laughs> they ended up like dming me on instagram because i debuted it yeah, they, they DM'd me too. <laughs> they DM'd me. I didn't God, get a DM, DM Jordan. Well, because I, I ignored their email, and but they you DM'd. ignored their email. <laughs> I didn't respond. You are I a savage. Lo, you're old enough to respond to emails, <laughs> you know, so they oh, didn't 100%. have to go Instagram with you. Right. So totally. I didn't respond because I was like narrowing down the schools. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go there. I think I just won't respond to them. And then, like, they DM'd me, and I was like, okay, like I'll set up a call, like I'll like see what they're about. And I was on a visit at a school. And I remember calling Coach Fish, and I, like, almost broke down on the phone. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing at this school. Like, mm. and I, like, mm. was like, this is what I told myself I didn't want to do. You were do. on a visit? I was on and a visit. And you were on a recruit call with another school? Well, it just happened, like, we, like, player. Well, I, I was, was going <laughs> to say, you're like, I was a player. The, I was on the, <laughs> just kidding. I was on the recruit, and it was, like, at night, and we'd, like, No, totally. No shame. About... I just think you baller for that, honestly. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm actually at another campus, but, like, I gotta answer another school well, phone call. Well, it was call. so, <laughs> like, fast. Like, I went on a visit, like, totally. right as I left Rice, I went on a visit. Like, I flew to that school, and then from there, I got back, and, like, a day later, I was at another school. So it was all, like, so That's fast. That's how it is in the transfer portal, cool. And my mind was, like, just going. And, like, mm-hmm. we set up this call. And so it's, like, at night after, like, the first day of my visit. And I, like, was, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what am I doing? I told myself this is what I don't want. And I was, like, almost crying. And I just felt this peace, like, on the phone with Coach Fish. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, wait. She'll do that to you. I was, like, why totally. do I feel this way? Like, 
I didn't even think about DBU, but like, wait, like this Her might be something voice. that I like really want to do. And so like I went home and I like talked to my family and they were like, this school over like DBU, like, are you crazy? Like you've trained your whole life. Are you mm. going to like, like give that up and give up all your training just to go like division two? Which is so funny that that is the mindset because yeah. Is, we train like a D1 program. Exactly. So it, I don't, I mean, you don't know that necessarily going in until you yeah. see it, but it is funny the nuance of that. Yeah. Sammy so, brings that up a lot of like with our recruits they have now. She's like, we, we train like a D1 program because exactly. Jordan, Bree, like Sammy played like a, at a high level at Biola. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, they all come from those backgrounds. So it's funny that that's such like a nuance. And I, I wasn't recruited, but I, I, mm-hmm. I can imagine that in my mind that, you almost want to go D1 just for the Instagram picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just it was like that. all the gear and all the stuff, yeah. like you get there and it was like, it's like gold and shiny. It's like, oh, sure. D1, yeah. like all these things. And so like my family was like all about that. Mm. And I was like, knew my face. So I was like, like my priorities started to change. And I was like, wait, I don't think I want that. Like, I think I want like to go to DBU and like have this community. I want to prioritize my faith. And, um, so, like, that was really hard for me to, like, like, I'm changing, mm. and I'm, like, oh, like, I had to voice that to them. That was, like, really hard for me, because I'm not very, like, confrontational and, like, all that stuff, but... Well, you're still figuring out what you want. Yeah, in, I'm in still the midst figuring out what I want, but just, like, after that call with Coach Fish, and then I called AJ and Emily, and mm. then I came on the visit, and, like, all this peace, and I was just, like, okay, like, I think I want to go here, like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, that was basically mm. my journey, but it was, like very back and forth in my head yeah. but i just kept coming back to dbu i was like oh but dbu like it's like <laughs> s- like so all i can literally think in my head right now is like shay that's so cool because you were literally taking like active steps of faith you know what i mean to the plan mm-hmm. that the lord had for you and mm-hmm. i remember talking like we've had conversations about this before so I, I feel like it's okay if i share yeah. it but like shaylee was a new believer at the time and I literally put myself in her shoes because like I'm like Abby and I are older. We're like in our 20s and she was like still young. And yet she's like a new believer taking all these different like steps, like really just like like physically stepping into the plans that God had for her. And like even the fact of like you feeling like you had to, you know, address things with your family. And then like even with your teammates, like you're saying you're crying, leaving but yet you like still choose to go. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, it's really cool to see like you, mm-hmm. you can literally see the hand of God in Shaylee's story. And like, it's just, I get chills literally like it's when, so as cool. you're talking about it, I'm like, wow, it just brings me back. Cause I remember, I remember meeting you on your visit and then being like, oh my gosh, I really liked that girl. Like, I hope she comes <laughs> here. Like, she's so cool. I love her. And it was my like second day on campus maybe too. So I just, she was like, oh, do you know where this is? And I'm like, honestly, I got nope. no idea. <laughs> like, don't ask. I'm not your girl for that. But yeah, I don't know. I just that's really cool, and I feel like yeah, your your testimony is awesome. Well, I I can't imagine the stress of of that, and and for you, Abby, coming for like, how long were you at Liberty? I was there for three years. Three years. And okay. I graduated a year early, okay. so I was able to come for my master's. So, what are you doing as as you're going through that process, and are you dealing with those same stressors? Yeah, I had an interesting situation with my transfer story. Um, it was really hard to decide to leave or not, and the main reason it was hard to leave was because of the girls. And I remember my whole team and I just in tears about leaving. And um, my sister was also on the team at Liberty, my younger sister. So Did you have eligibility left there? Or yes. Okay. So I had eligibility left eligibility left there as well, but there were other circumstances that I don't think like are too appropriate to share now um, that were just kind of driving me out. And I felt that 
it was the best for me and my faith and my mental, just like who I am. And just, um, I think I owed it to myself to leave and go to a place that I think, um, would be a better fit for me and just feeling a place that appreciated who I was. Um, but I really did have a great experience at Liberty with the girls and with the school. And I really, it was really hard leaving the girls and my sister, but I felt that's like, a whole added element. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when I was going through and looking at the roster, I saw another mm-hmm. Phillips. I was like, yes. that's a pretty common name. I didn't realize it yes. was actually your sister. So, so that was heartbreaking. My sister was like, I'm going to leave with you. You know, like how am I supposed to do this without you? But I think it was really good for her to now like have her own space and her own time and her own experience with the team. But that was really heartbreaking, honestly for our relationship because we got to see each other every day all the time and she was a freshman like they're from Encinitas in San Diego mm-hmm. so they went all the way to Virginia <laughs> like yeah, so we sure, were across the country yes so that was really hard and I even kind of experienced after I was in the portal of like honestly should I just take my degree and like should I start working moving on with my life I don't even know if my body like because I hadn't experienced a full season yet with my injury that's yeah, a whole other element yeah too. so wow. I was like yeah. really struggling of like gosh do I teach well, I really wanted to teach English overseas and travel. That was my dream. Um, or just start working. Or do I want to, like, risk it and try to play again? Like, does anyone even want me? Like, I'm kind of damaged goods. Like, I don't have, you know, I've, like, <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, I am pretty broken I physically. I you, but okay. It's a therapy but, session. You know, it's fun. just like, that's how it feels when you're, like, in the portal. It's, like, a risky thing. You're like, I don't yeah. know. I ha- The last time I played was, like, a year and a half ago. And that was before, yeah. you know, and I was hurt. And so, anyways. So, obviously, it was, like, still an overwhelming process like still finishing up school and you know talking to a billion coaches and there's like some division one programs and some schools but I think I've like once you're experienced you know I'm three years experience of college volleyball I'm like I think I have good discernment when talking to coaches about their team their program and what they're about and so some you know phone calls I can kind of tell like I don't think this is like what I'm looking for because really I just wanted a really good experience for my last few years of volleyball and talking to coach fish and Bree. I definitely felt a sense of peace of like what they're about. And I think one of the biggest um, testaments to me, honestly, was that they didn't officially offer me until they flew me out. I met the girls and I practiced Mm -hmm. with the girls Mm -hmm. so that they could actually kind of ask the girls like, hey, do you think she'll fit here? Because they they really cared about the culture and they want girls that are going to, you know, mesh well with the team. And I really appreciated that that she considered the girls' opinions. Um, So, you know, once I visited campus, met the whole staff and – um, just knew what DBU was all about. And honestly, one of the most attractive things was just the balance that DBU has where the girls like play and it's competitive, but they have internships and boyfriends and they have their summer to enjoy it and then be excited to come back. And I felt like you weren't enslaved to this sport, but like you got to enjoy it and love it. And mm-hmm. I feel like I was one of the few that still kind of did at my old school. I just felt like every person I played club with who went to the division one level ended up, you know, hating their experience, feeling like it was a job, just really struggling mentally But coming here, not that it's rainbows and butterflies all the time, but it really kind of regrounded like what the point is. The point is ultimately to be glorifying the Lord with these gifts that he's given us. And they always make sure to remind us of that. And then also to enjoy the sport that we started playing when we were 11 years old just for the fun of it. And I think it's really sad because people can lose sight of that really easily when it becomes so competitive or political or whatever it can be. And I think DBU does a good job of really just honing in on what the point is of all of it, you know? Lauren said yeah. she rebuked you saying that you were damaged goods. Let me just for people not, like, <laughs> you're a two sport stud. Thank over you. Here. Yes. I tell the, her this all okay, the time. That's inc- so just Thank so you. if people don't know, Abby Phillips, not only 
volleyball, but also runs track and field and um, so high jumper. High, yeah, so mm-hmm. you you're a stud athlete. High jumper, over here. and even though she went through like a traumatic injury, could still like compete in high jump. So yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but how much was being able to do both a part of your of your journey? Yeah, I mean, pre-injury, it was like a really fun thing because track, I was just like became really successful at it and it's just immediate results. Whereas it's kind of an individualized sport, whereas volleyball, like you never know if the coach is going to play you or whatever. Like there's just a lot of unknowns and uncontrollables. Um, so I really loved having the balance of both. And then coming here, um, I was able to play volleyball and then track came around and that was what I was more nervous about with my injury because I still have like lasting effects with my knee and it's also the knee that I jump off for high jump. Was the knee injury front on the volleyball court or was it track and volleyball field? Okay, court. so it happened at, okay. Yeah. She has a video of it if you want to see pretty it later. Gross. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> Maybe. And it's so annoying. I had never been Some people before. love that. I was like, are you kidding me? Really? I'm like, so dumb. I'm like, just let me play. I don't need surgery. Um, but playing, running track this past semester was a really like growing, stretching thing. Um, and my track coach was honestly incredible, just like continually reminding me of like, again, the purpose and the point and that like his, my value in his eyes wasn't just based off my numbers. You're talking about Andrew Price. Yes, yeah. Andrew we, Price. we talked with him a couple of weeks ago. We talked oh, with that you? whole staff. So. Yeah. That's so awesome. shout out Andrew Price for being a baller. Um, <laughs> but really like the best part of it was with the relationships that came out of it. And that was always my favorite thing about doing two sports is I'm like, I get double the friends yeah. and my friends get to be friends with each other. Mm-hmm. And the track team at DBU is just truly so special. And I just loved the girls so much. And most of them were really freshmen, actually. And so as a senior, it was kind of a cool role to have of, like, just getting to be their friend, but just, like, having a different, like, you know, insight and life experiences. And so if track wasn't going super well in my brain from, like, what I used to be able to do, like, thinking about the relationships and investing in that was, like, the most rewarding part. And so it really was a great experience. Um, But since I graduated in December, that was all I got to have at DBU. But um, I'm really glad I got to do both. And I just think not many people can say that. Like, it really was such a cool thing. And I really, like, was super grateful to have both experiences and having coaches that were willing to share me because that's not very common at all. So they worked really well with each other. She did it at Liberty, too. So she did it at the D1 level and the D2 level, which is... Well, that's because you think think. everybody seems to do that in high school, Mm -hmm. but once you get to the next level, Mm -hmm. that's that's difficult. So, yeah, yeah, don't talk down on yourself. Oh no, you're not damaged goods. I am aware of that now, and I definitely (laughs) am in a good spot. But no, I can imagine how how, after a year and a half dealing with injuries, that that has to be just a mental grind. Uh, And you know, if we weren't constrained to time, we could dive in more on on all these stories. But uh, to to get you guys out of here and and honor your time, I do want to go load it to your journey. It's it's different than these two because you Mm -hmm. finished out your degree at UNLV. A lot of success. It was also also fun as, as we're tweeting and putting stuff on Instagram about you they're they're replying and talking about how and so it's it's a testament to you first of all how much impact you had on them and then how much impact you have here as well but Mm -hmm. uh, as you were going for that grad year what was it that made DBU the right fit um I mean I think the second time that you go into it um going into your fifth year you I mean because before like when you're younger your parents are helping you like formulate these emails you're like not really sure how to talk to these coaches it could be a little awkward sometimes Um, but the second time you're going into it, like I I was doing it all on my own, um, which I was fine with, like, you know, I'm an adult, I'm ready for this. Um, I know what I want and I know specific questions to ask to make sure that I'm like really finding, because once you've gone through it for four years, then you're like, 
I know how the game works and I've been a part of my own recruiting calls, you know, getting girls mm-hmm. to come to when I was at UNLV or even now, like when girls come on visits here. Um, so like you become a part of those things. And so you're more aware of what to ask for um, and what to have a little bit more like discernment on, I would say. Um, yeah. So I think the second time I, I knew same with Shay, like I had an idea that I wanted to go somewhere maybe a little bit smaller. Um, not that UNLV is humongous. I mean, we're Mountain West, so it, I wouldn't say it's like this humongous, like Minnesota campus, you know. Mm. Um, but I remember feeling like, okay, I want something a little bit smaller, maybe at the D2 level, also for my body, just because like Abby was saying, like you do have a little bit more free time at this level, which is like, I think something that all athletes really do need oh, to take yeah. advantage of and like have in perspective. Um, I mean, to each their own with their stories, but yeah, I had done just the D one thing for four years. So I was like, okay, I think I'm ready for something else. And I knew I wanted to go to a Christian school. Like that was my, um, like the, the biggest thing on my list. Um, and I'm originally from California. So like I went to public school my whole life and then again, going to like another, like not a private school. And then I was like, Hey, yeah, now I want the, the Christian education. Like I want to dive into what that looks like. And I felt like the Lord was pressing that on my heart anyways. So, and I, I think I remember saying to you last time, like I always felt called to Texas. I didn't really know what that looked like, but, um, yeah. So I, I was kind of going through those things, but as you get in the portal, it is a little, you really have to stick true to your guns a little bit because you have these schools calling you and like, I had some people calling me that I was like, I didn't even think I could play at that level. And I didn't think I was like worthy enough to be at that level, to be honest, like these big schools, these like huge programs and they have like, they're all this in a bag of chips with like, you know, just everything. Like they fly private to like every game and they're like, you know, landing on the tarmac, going into serve and pass, staying one night, playing a game and then private jetting to the next place. Whereas like even in mountain West, like we flew everywhere, but we were flying like on Southwest and all these things. Not that one is one or the other is good or bad, but you know, it's that like the lifestyle a little bit of what you're like, Ooh, hold on a second. Like this is very enticing. It's the shiny toys that Mm -hmm. that jump out. And and maybe as a freshman incoming freshman, Mm -hmm. maybe that has a different impact on you than it did as a fifth year. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, I remember the second time I was talking to some of these schools and I was like, okay, like, Oh no. Like this is this kinda is feeling nice. a little this is kinda nice. But I remember um I got an email from Jordan um and I saw like that front picture of campus where it's like it's like when you're at the bottom of the hill and you're kinda like looking out at DBU or looking up to DBU. Um and I remember being like, What is this place? Like mm-hmm. Dallas Baptist? Like and also I feel like Dallas has really become like a hub for young adults to move to. A lot of my friends from California, like they all are living here now. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time noticing that shift kind of and like like socially in my social life people were moving and I was like okay so I'm gonna see what it's about and then I had a conversation with Jordan and she um I, I always joke about this with her because I'm like I honestly felt like the conversation was great I loved her I think she loved me like it all just seemed to fit and um I remember like feeling a little bit though I told her the other schools that I was kind of talking to and she was like okay well we're gonna hold off on like a visit we're gonna hold off and I'd be like wait why? Like, I want to come. I want to come and visit. Like, what the heck? And she was like, just until you know some more details about, like, these other schools. And because I just blatantly told her, like, there was one school I was talking to. I was like, hey, if this per- if these people offer me, like, I'm going to take it. Like, I maybe it wasn't, like, the best decision at the time maybe to say that. But, I mean, the Lord was going to protect me anyways. And, like, obviously it didn't work out. But um, I remember, like, calling her, like, a second or third phone call. And I'm like, hey, like, I would love to come to DBU and just visit it and just see what it's about. So I, I had like back to back visits. I went somewhere else before and then I flew back to Vegas where I was still living at the time because I was finishing my degree there. And then um, I flew right to DBU after. 
And I remember Bree and Jordan picking me up and they literally brought like bought me a coffee and like brought me all these fun little treats and like just the intentionality mm-hmm. of them. And like it is true, even being on the coaching side now, like the detail is just insane that they put in and stuff. And again, like I didn't le- I wasn't leaving UNLV on any bad terms. Like I loved my time there and I loved my coaching staff. None of them are there anymore. It's actually a whole new staff. My Dovo um, is the one that still like runs the Instagram account. She's like was one of my best friends at the time. So she's the one commenting on DVU all the time. It cracks me up. But I, I remember feeling like, okay, this feels like a good place to be. And everyone was really encouraging back in Vegas. I'm like, yeah, like if this is what you want, like you should totally go for it. Um, so I didn't have the struggle like necessarily from them of the pressure of going D1 or D2, whatever. It didn't really matter. Um, but yeah. And then when I got, when I got there, I just loved it. And I, I didn't, I was on their spring break. Like, so they, the girls were on spring break and I came on a visit. So there was no one on campus. Like it was bare. And I just remember being like not even phased. And I mean, if anyone's ever been to DBU, like when you roll up, you're just like, whoa, like this place is magical. Like what, what is going on? Like there's something special here. And it's the same feeling that I had when I committed to UNLV of like, I just felt such peace. And I was like, okay, like this is where I'm going to be. And I even felt that like I, whatever my itinerary was that day, like I was, we were going all day on like campus visits and, and all the things I saw everything. Um, and then I went back to my hotel for like two hours and I called my parents and I was just like, this is it. And like, I, I know, like, I, I feel complete peace about this and I know like, this is what the Lord has for me. And like, this is where I need to be. Um, and it was an adjustment like coming in cause I, I didn't know how to incorporate my faith into my education. I had no idea what that looked like or to even put it into volleyball terms. Like how do I glorify God through volleyball? Like that doesn't really make sense. So how do I do that? Um, and the thing I love most about DBU is like you will always learn something from someone here. Like you can all, I mean, I think that's true in life, but like everyone on this campus can teach you something. And I even remember like our professors, like just being so like prevalent in our lives and like coming to our games and praying for us and praying over like, Hey, like I'm not feeling great this week or whatever, like emailing them and then them sending me like a prayer back of like, Hey, like these are the things that I'm praying for you in and all these, um, you know, different avenues of how they would, we would get to chat with them. And it was, I don't know, like it was crazy. So I like, that's looking back like after I'd committed, but I know like it was an easy decision for me, honestly. But I remember Jordan being like, are you sh- what? Like really? You're coming? Yeah. This is great. So I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, just for the sake of time, we'll, we'll wrap up. I looking ahead to, to this season, uh, which is coming up quick. Uh, wh- what is the thing that it's probably generic, just that excites you the most, but what do you feel like is going to define DBU volleyball here this, this season? And I'll, I'll leave that open for, mm-hmm. for you three to discuss. I mean, I hope that joy is just a common theme and I want people to watch our games and experience joy because I think that kind of joy only comes from the Holy Spirit. And I think our team has that and it's so unique and special. And so with joy, I think comes just like fun. And I think it also comes success because you play your best when you're having fun. So I hope that's my hope for this season and um, just unity within the team and and joy, really. Yeah, joy is definitely a big thing for me. And I think that since we have like a lot of returners and the group is pretty much the same like we have a few trans like I don't know a few transfers and then like the freshmen coming in but it's not like last year we had like everyone from everywhere coming in. I actually knew most of the names when I looked at the roster this year I was excited. (laughs) Yeah so I think that's like cool that like we have like a core group that was here last year and that we can carry that on and like we're even closer than we were last season Mm -hmm. and then like bringing in these freshmen and really like 
I don't know, being examples of like what we want the program to be like that and like helping them come into that and like, I don't know, have the joy and mm-hmm. like glorifying the Lord, like, just like bringing them along with us. Yeah. I think that's going to be really cool how we grow our program for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from the coaching side of it, I, I really just want our girls to have this be like just like the most fun season that they've ever had. Um, and I think that just comes in like relationships that they have. And then also like, I want to see them compete, like just like they've never competed before. And I think every season that would be like my hope for any team. Mm -hmm. Um, but especially with our girls, like being their teammate and then now, you know, being one of their coaches, I just, yeah, I want whatever the Lord has for them. And I feel like we, do a good job of really just like laying our season at the Lord's feet and just being like, Hey, like whatever you're going to do with this, like we just want to honor you in it. And whether that's, I mean, in my eyes, I'm like, hopefully that's a lot of W's. (laughs) Um, and I, I really do think that that will come, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's like Abby's senior season. So I'm really excited to be here for that. And Audie and Leah too, who are just absolute studs. Um, and I mean, our whole team is just full of like these girls who are amazing volleyball players. So yeah, I, I just, I think all around it's going to be, an awesome year well from watching last year uh the joy was there and i can imagine that it'll it'll be there this this next year i I can't wait to watch i'm a little angry with jordan that you guys don't have a home game until september 22nd that's 11 games on the road uh to start the year but i i can't wait to to watch watch you guys play so thanks for doing this this was awesome you're the best thank Thank you you so so much. much i appreciate it